Saturday morning in upstate New York, and I am ready to face the day. I went to a meeting yesterday, and not a recovery meeting, just one of my class meetings. It's actually a class on money, right? Which I think we can all use some help with. But this isn't like a normal class. This is about tying in, he calls it strategy with spiritual, but basically looking at how we feel about money, about receiving money, making money, giving money, just all all of those things. And it was funny, I was thinking of you guys yesterday because what we learned was the different, I don't know, personalities or types of people there are. And the example he used was Warren Buffett compared to Oprah, right? They're both billionaires. But if Oprah tried to make money the way Warren did and Warren tried to make money the way Oprah did, it just wouldn't work, right? They had these different different styles. And we were trying to figure out what my style is. And we, th- I think we're landing at it's called the voice. So that's the premise is what style is it where you're like in your best flow? And I never would have thought of this before. But as we were going through it in class – I think about how some days I sound very collected and just get on a rant and then other days I'm like disjointed and I'm going to try to get a little better about being in the flow a little more often. Some of these topics can be, I don't want to say challenging, but I might not always have the experience specific to what we're talking about or maybe I just draw a blank on a good example, but Nonetheless, it was interesting. I'm just randomly sharing this with you. And I want you to know that I appreciate you putting up with me and keep coming back even after the days that I'm disjointed and maybe I feel like some days I talk in circles. It's just the way my brain works. And there's usually two parts of my brain going at the same time. Like there's my talking brain and then there's the thoughts that I keep having that I don't want to forget to tell you. There, there's my, my random transparency this Saturday morning. Okay, let's get started. Eleanor Roosevelt says, for March 27th on our inspirational calendar, do one thing every day that scares you. I don't know that I do that every day. Maybe if I thought about it long enough, I would. But to me, doing what scares us and overcoming the fear or at least addressing it or doing the thing I think that's growth. So I think that ties in beautifully. All right. Our daily reading. Wow, we only have a couple more, guys. All right, here goes. Oh, it starts with a Bible verse, Matthew 7, 25. The house fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Recovery is like building a house. First, we need a solid plan. Next, we need the materials. Last, we need the manpower to build the house. In recovery... The plan is the 12 steps. The materials are literature, books, pamphlets, tapes, and time to think and meditate. And the manpower is what we get from our sponsor and from our fellowship of other recovering people. It's also what we look to our higher power for. 
When we feel we're at the bottom again and can't take another step forward, sometimes the only difference we can see between now and the old days is that we're not alone. There are probably many other differences, but it's easy to forget them or dismiss when we're in pain. Our higher power can give us the manpower we need to continue building our house when there's a work slowdown. There's a lot of construction, cleaning, and decoration yet to be done. But with our higher power as a foreman, we can enjoy the process of creation. And we can trust that there will, that we'll be there to nail, the la- nail down the last shingle. And we can trust that we'll be there to nail down the last shingle. Today, help me use all the, re- all the resources available to me to build my recovery. I, I don't know if I've just been in too many groups, but I feel like we did something in rehab. I know we did something in Monday night group. I remember drawing a house, like a, a recovery house, and I'm pretty sure it was a Monday night group. And the premise was it was all the different like self-care activities, all the people that impacted our recovery and we put things in different places, whether it was the foundation. So that might be your immediate family that serves as a foundation or your 12-step group or the center group for me is one of my foundational things. The things I've learned in treatment. So my knowledge would be part of my foundational things. And then there's the the next level, like the first floor might be my regular friends that might not be in recovery, but they support me as a person, which in turn helps my recovery. It might be my job that keeps me going back and maybe earning to pay off debt or giving me some self, self-fulfillment or I can't think of the right word. It's not fulfillment, but self like value. So th- there could be a lot of different a lot of different things in your house and everybody's house is going to look different. What works for me isn't necessarily going to work with you and I think that well, I think that some of the things that work for me probably could work for you. But again, I, it's not I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to let you know that there are options and that I support you in in whatever options as long as you stay away from a bat, right? That's the end game. Stay away from a bat and hopefully through enough time and healing and work and and doing the construction in your house, you can not only see and believe but start having a life beyond your wildest dreams cuz that's that's really the end game, right? Is to have a nice, happy, fulfilling, calm, dramatic, free house and have a good quality of life. I like that this reading talks about, or at least this is my perception, is that there are choices in recovery. Use The ending was today helped me use all the resources available. When... When I was going through like the worst of it last March, not only did I, it was, it was really interesting, the amount of resources that I used. Now in the moment, guys, it sucks. Like even, even last night, like I wanted to have a drink last night. Somebody had a glass of wine they were drinking in, in group. And then I went out and I was, I, I was trying to find food. Nothing has tasted good the last few days. I don't have COVID or anything. It just, nothing has 
tasted good. Nothing has interested me. And I went to this first place and the line was too long. So I left. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll go to this other place. Well, the other place was a bar. And I was sitting there. And I've gone to this bar many times since I've quit drinking. And I eat there all the time. And I normally have no problem having a glass of water with my meal or, or whatever. But I was sitting there. And it took the bartender a while to even acknowledge me. And then no, like nobody was getting to me. But as I was sitting there, I was like, yeah, I, I should have a drink with dinner. And... I ended up leaving because I was, I, I might have had a drink with dinner, I think, if I sat there long enough. So I just, I just left. So why am I telling you this? Because those moments, we have to use our resources. So in that case, I used getting away from the people, places, and, and things. And I ended up coming home. And I have no alcohol at home, obviously. So um, that protected me. So that's <clears throat> one attribute. When I was going through the weekend of trying to stay sober and finding out that Bob died and having all these unprocessed feelings, I called the center, I called my friends, I went to counseling, I think I went to church, I made sure I went to group. So again, a whole bunch of different resources. I actually think I listened to some of my old podcasts too as a way to process and just try to sort through myself. I'm going to continue as long as we work together to advocate for the different resources. And I'm going to advocate for you trying to find out the ones that work best for you. And they may not work best in every situation. So it's it's better to have a lot of tools. Like if someone was was doing construction on a real house, they couldn't just do it with a hammer, right? They need a drill. They need, this is not my wheelhouse. They need maybe sheetrock. They need a sander for the floors. So it's going to be the same way as we work on our recovery. What works maybe to help us with getting over the guilt and shame might be meetings or a little bit more intimate conversation with like a counselor versus the maybe just having a thought or urge. Maybe you could just turn on the podcast and get your brain off of that or maybe just go for a walk. Those are just different tools. Maybe it's you just need to talk or listen in a meeting to hear some other perspective, another tool. So that's a beautiful thing about recovery. And I think I was just I was just texting. As you know, I've been failing at my getting interviews out there. So we just put out some notes to everyone, inviting them to speak on the show. And we got a lot of, lot of feedback. And I'm pretty excited about all the different variety of, of guests. And, and you know, self-care is one of my favorite topics. And I love that most of our guests on that topic have similar themes, but also have different enough perspectives that I know I feel like I learn from each person. I learn something different from each person, which I'm wicked grateful for. That's that's another fun part of this journey for me is I feel like I surround myself through these interviews by people that just have so much to give. And you often hear me say, hey, I got a selfish question because they just have answers that I don't necessarily have within myself. And I'm, I'm wicked grateful for that. So there was a point to that and I lost it so much for my flow, right? 
had to do with reaching out the people. Yep, I totally lost it. Okay, I guess I'll have to circle back to that point on another day when I remember it. The moral of the story today, I believe, is that we have the options. Oh, I know. I was talking to this fella, and he he messaged me and said, you know, hey, I'd love to hear more about your podcasts, and I think he's considering being a guest. And I said, yeah, it. I feel like we're in this place, and I don't know if you see this or not. It could be just because of the world that I'm immersed in, but I choose to believe this, and I choose to want to be part of this. But I feel like we're reducing the stigma around addiction in general. I think we're doing a good job, a better job, raising awareness around gambling addiction. I mean, of course, there's a lot more work to do, but it's not as much of a private conversation. And I said as much to this fella in the text. I was like, yeah, I I like, I feel like there's this shift going on. And he said, when he was sharing some of his story with me, he was telling me that, um, he has a son with some mental illness and addiction stuff going on. And when I said that to him about the stigma kind of changing, his response was, yeah, I don't know that I would have even mentioned my son a year ago. So it's, it's happening. And that's really good because there's people out there that are still afraid or ashamed. And I think I want to end on this message and, and hopefully you believe me and can accept this like we're not alone nobody is alone and the piece that him and I also talked about was how the family members get impacted so for those of you out there the families and friends and the people impacted by the people who are using or who are struggling you aren't alone I I would be hard-pressed to believe that there's anyone out there really that hasn't been impacted by addiction or mental illness, whether directly or indirectly. So there is help, there are resources, and and that's the takeaway. Know that you're not alone and know that there's plenty of resources. And you you have the ability to make those choices for what works for you. So I love you, beautiful people. I will tell you tonight, it's been a while. I think it's been since New Year's, but uh, Justin and Blue October have a concert tonight. So at nine o'clock, which is really late for me, but that is my Saturday night date. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because it's been, like I said, since New Year's that I've, I've gotten to go to one of their shows virtually, of course, but every little bit helps. And that's another, that's another one of my tools, right? Listening to Justin and seeing what a great example he is about raising awareness about alcoholism and drug addiction and just being such an advocate and a beautiful soul to share his journey with us and to be so authentic and, and to share the message of hope in all his ways, whether it's through his music or his 12 step meetings. It's, it's just fabulous. So I'm looking forward to my Saturday night date with Justin even though he doesn't know I'm his date, but that's okay. And it's the whole band tonight, which is, is also very exciting. So, all right. So enjoy your day. Do something that scares you a little bit and know that I'll be thinking of you. So long. <laughs>